Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay, and it is my pleasure. I am so proud to introduce you today to probably the biggest guru when it comes to LinkedIn. Legendary. You can't stop me. You can't hope to contain me, Pillay. It's negative 19 right now in Minneapolis, and I'm hot. By the way, but yeah, you know, that's a great start. And I got to say, Mr. John Nemo, tell us about the weather in Minnesota. I'm so sorry that you're there. <laughs> well, Pele, you used to live here, which good on you. You left. You went south. I stayed. Um, it's insane. Mm-hmm. We're going through this polar vortex as we record this call, and it's like negative 50 wind chill. And yeah, if my heater goes out, I may just freeze on camera, literally. So yeah, man. No, we're good, though. I'm hanging in there. All right. That's really good to hear. Now, John, you know, as you know, on the on the big ticket client show, we're all about showcasing the powerful stories of very, very highly successful uh, people like yourself. I'm so proud that you're here. Can you just give us a sense of, you know, who you are and where you came from, how you got here? And finally, I want to hear about your target center story, because that, <laughs> that's really what started all this for you. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So thanks for the embarrassing beginning. Uh, so I started out the real quick synopsis, son of two English teachers, uh, grew up with, a, you know, a life where the basement was lined floor to ceiling with books, uh, just a lifelong love of storytelling. And so as I was in high school, this is where the embarrassing story comes in. Uh, I wanted to become a sports writer. I wanted to cover, you know, the local Minneapolis teams and so I went to a high school event for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the NBA team here in town. And it was, hey, come tour the facilities, get to meet the sports riders, all this great stuff. And here I am, 16, an urban cowboy that I was. I got lost in downtown Minneapolis and I couldn't find the Target Center. So I'm oh, running all over at, you know, panting all over, asking people, you know, this is the early 90s. So there were no cell phones. There was no Google or Alexa or Siri. Anybody tell me I was totally lost. And so... <laughs> just so embarrassing and finally um i find a cop on the corner i'm like where's target center i gotta get to this thing he's like dude it's right down there see the huge (laughs) building that's like a monolith sports arena that's it i'm like okay (laughs) so i ran out there i was 16 went through this sports writers clinic for high school kids and one of the, the core things that i learned early on and that really has been a staple of content marketing that helps me win big clients was being kind of, you know, personal, telling a great story, sharing, letting your guard down, being a little transparent. So when I wrote the story for this contest about the high school, you know, sports writing clinic with the Timberwolves, I didn't just talk about the facts. I didn't just talk about what I learned. I led with that embarrassing story. I led with, you know, and that's what I started with my book, Content Marketing Machine with. And I ended up winning the contest and I got free tickets to a bunch of Timberwolves games and got featured in their program. And it was a real eye-opener for me, even at age 16, that stories really sell, right? Yes. And, and and storytelling is the key. Absolutely. And you've got to entertain and inform people. And so rather than just writing like every other 16-year-old, well, I went and I learned and I met these sports writers and here's what we did and here's what a day is like for a sports writer covering his team. I'm like, I'm going to start with this hilarious story that you know, my hook or my intro was, you know, most sports writers uh, are not going to be successful if they can't even find the arena. You know, so Ooh. I knew I was off to a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, that, that's the beginning. And 
And that really translated into a career in journalism, sports writer, Associated Press, worked for different media outlets, talk radio. Then it transitioned into uh, PR and social media because we have three young boys and I wanted to have better hours, you know, and, and work a more sane schedule. And so worked for a few different trade associations. And then in 2012, I wanted to go out on my own. I had that entrepreneurial itch. I wanted to open an agency, get big ticket clients. Yep. And that's where I kind of stumbled into LinkedIn. And we could talk all about that. But, yeah, yeah. but that's kind of the, the, the basis of where we are to today. Yeah. No, and, and, and by the way, where you are today, look, I have not met one person who wanted to talk about LinkedIn that didn't say to me, hey, wait a second, do you know that? Nemo guy, the, the the guy with the fish name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. And what's interesting is, by the way, I'm really enjoying your book, uh, Content Marketing Made Easy. Your current book, I love that. And what's interesting is that I think it was like the very first chapter. You made the analogy of whales versus small fish, and how if you're going to tell stories, if you're going to do marketing with content, you got to differentiate. And it's interesting. We were just talking about this. You know, my book, you know, is called Big Ticket Clients. You can't catch a whale with a worm. It's oh, like, wait that. a second, did were he and I like on the same wavelength here? You it's know, the so, Minnesota synergy coming it's, through. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. Minnesota thing. So, you know, I'd love to ask you to tell us a little bit more about your current book, and you know, who is the demographic audience? What is your what's a big point in that book. Tell us about content marketing made easy. Yeah, thank you. And, and it's really focused on business coaches, consultants, uh, anyone that has to win clients, high trust relationships. And so it's really focused on letting your content be the currency you use to kind of quote unquote buy the time and attention of your prospects online. Mm. Because the reality is, Pele, like we can't literally go face to face and meet with every prospect, right? We can't like, and that's well, I learned that early on with my business. And so we have this amazing opportunity with the internet where we can really create content that is engaging, entertaining, informative, and it's niched and it solves problems. And the key thing to your analogy with the whales is the amount of our ask when we want to engage a high ticket client, it really mm-hmm. has to be in direct proportion to the amount of trust we've earned with content. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is like, I can't post a little Instagram image and then, you know, you like it. And then I ask you for a sale, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a little more in depth. Like, yeah. but, but if you read an entire book of mine, yeah, exactly. you really like it and love the philosophy and love the approach and love the study, you know, the case studies and the stories, and then you come to me, then, now I can sell you a, a high ticket program. And so, that's so, how my business works is the people that come in, who immediate the least friction, the least amount of work I have to do selling mm-hmm. is when you've consumed a lot of content of mine. Absolutely. So, so yeah. John, are you are you basically saying that you have received one of those messages or emails that go something like this? Hey, my name is X. I'm great at what I do. You should buy it. Click here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a big thing online. This yeah. is a big thing online. Everybody claims authority, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a LinkedIn ninja. I'm a guru. I'm the yeah. Bruce Lee of branding. The Chuck Norris of chop suey. Yeah, like, yeah. I know. I know. Demonstrate it. Prove it. And this is where content and storytelling comes in because. Your content will show and demonstrate your expertise. Absolutely. So if I'm a business coach and I want to go win new business from, say, entrepreneurs, right? I could create content that says three things every entrepreneur needs to do to grow revenue in 2019 and mm-hmm. share three of your coaching tips via podcast, video, blog post, whatever. That proves your tips. Like, Because anyone can say, I'm a great coach. I'm awesome. Give me money. I'm a great consultant. Prove it to me. Absolutely. Like we live in a prove it world online. And that's where 
your content really differentiates you. Plus, by the way, content like we're doing right now, people are getting to know, like, and trust you. They mm-hmm. see your facial expressions. If they're watching on video, they hear your voice on audio. And our cave person brain says, ah, I like that person. Yeah. This is the big thing, Pelé. Like, people are forgetting when they sell online and do lead generation – Dude, you're still marketing to human beings. You're a human being too, and what? we all and we all we all support the laws of psychology, just yes. like the laws yeah. of gravity have to be supported. And in fact, you know, it's funny about big ticket clients. You know, the, the the idea is that everybody wants them, but everybody seems to be using small ticket. I call these small ticket strategies to try to get them, and they just don't work. You know, I, I got to ask you. You know, what would you say is the number one biggest challenge that like your ideal clients face? You know, as I said, a lot of us wake up and we're like, wait a second, uh, Facebook advertising, rush, let's go do that. Oh, it's LinkedIn, let's go do some automations, rush. I mean, it's crazy out there. What would you say, if you were to say the number one biggest challenge your ideal clients face, what would that be? It's where to find consistent lead generation. And how to do it without going nuts. And I think (laughs) with the audiences I serve, business coaches, consultants, you know, trainers, speakers, authors, they're like you and, you know, what you mentioned, like, well, everyone's saying I should do Instagram. Everyone's saying Facebook ads. Everyone's saying this, this, this. And I'm like, I always start with people and say, well, where's your audience? And they're like, well, I serve businesses. I'm B2B. Like, that's my clients. I'm like, then why don't you just live on LinkedIn where, by the way, there's 600 million people all hanging out. All in business mode. Oh, and, and counting and growing. And counting. They had two new members every second. Yeah. And this is where I built my whole business from LinkedIn. I mean, literally built a six-figure business in 90 days on LinkedIn. And I'll tell that whole story. But it, that's where your audience is if you're doing B2B. And by the way, you know what you can do with a platform like LinkedIn is you can really engage people one-to-one, face-to-face, conversational, very friendly. And it's really that's the pain point. People don't know what to do or how to do it. And the other big challenge they have is I don't know how to sell online. Mm. I don't, I'm good in person. Get me in a coffee meeting face to face. I can close like nobody's business, but Mm. online, I just, I don't know what to do. And so I use like the hype and hyperbole and sales stuff. And the copywriting gurus tell me to like promise you a million dollars in 15 minutes and all. And I'm like, how do you sell in real life? Oh, I do this and I do this. I'm like, overlay that online, have a conversation, ask questions, Break the ice. Get to know, like, and trust. Don't be pressuring people, and especially with high ticket. Like, yeah. you can't push a high ticket sale. Like, oh, you've no, got to, no. you've got to earn it, and you've got to be comfortable walking away too, and just being like, "This is my rate. This is what I do. If you don't want it, totally fine. But I'm not going to sit here and wait." Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And people, I've sold. You know, whether I've sold somebody a ninety-seven dollar course or a twenty-five thousand dollar package. It's the same strategy. Absolutely. Right? You, yeah. know, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I have a saying that says big ticket clients don't get married on the first date. Amen. <laughs> Which, you know, it's like, you know, that's probably one of the things I've seen the most. People get into this sales mode where they've got to talk about their features and benefits like right now because that's what sells. But that's actually not what sells. But, you know, back to this question of the problems that, that your ideal clients, that my ideal clients too, actually have, how can they get past these fears? Is there a magic button they can press that'll help them sort of walk into the natural world world of storytelling? By the way, my PhD is narrative psychology. I'm a storyteller like Ooh, you. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But how, we, how do we get them to walk into this world of storytelling in a natural way? How do, how do people do that? 
Yeah, and that's what content marketing made easy is all about. It's just just bottling up your personality. Yeah. Right. So uh, here's an example of how easy it is to kind of create content online that's going to engage and inspire people. Mm-hmm. And here's and here's an example of how it ties into sales. This is a real life story right now. So yeah, yeah. I'm pitching a guy. For me, it's pretty high ticket, a fifteen thousand dollar package, and I'm, it's a big done for you LinkedIn thing and everything. And so we've been going back and forth on bids and mm-hmm. I hadn't heard from him in a few days, but he's mm-hmm. on my email list. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to keep pressuring him. Like I got to f- find a way to stay in front of him. And so what I did was I was reading and I found an inspirational quote from a mm-hmm. book I love called The Magic of Thinking Big. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is good. I'm going to share this online. So I read read the quote, put it into uh, an image, you know, software maker. I think I used Pablo from Buffer. Basically mm-hmm. made a little photo quote put it out on my, you know, social channels. I was like, this is really good. I was emotional. So while you're emotional, while you're fired up, create that content, right? Mm -hmm. So I created the image. Then I journaled a little bit about what the quote meant to me, Mm -hmm. shared that as a status update. Then I'm like, well, let's keep repurposing. Why stop at sharing on social media? Copied the text, grabbed the photo, put it out as a blast to my email list, Mm -hmm. right? Kind of, hey, I'm going to fire you up. Linked to a product of mine, a book called Fired Up. Why not, right? You're always selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Put it out, got a ton of feedback, people writing back going, man, I need to hear that. I needed a kick in the pants. You're so right about dealing with critics and da-da-da-da-da. That's what the quote was about. Mm-hmm. This guy on the $15,000 package writes back and goes, dude, great email. By the way, I want to get going on this. There you go. It worked for – it worked. Yeah, it just like, worked. It just because I stayed in front of him. And yeah. that's the magic of content. And it doesn't – I think so many people, like you said, why – what are they stumbling with? They feel like it has to be the great American novel exactly. or a Hollywood quality video. Or that no. they have to be in sales mode. I mean, I've seen right. I, I've seen several of your posts where some of them you just break down and talk about something emotional with your family mm-hmm. or, yep. or, or your life. And 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 that's really where we get to know you as a human being and, and not just you as the guy trying to sell me stuff, which is powerful. Think about this. Think about this. If if it's a high ticket client, think about how important their relationship is. Yeah. And are they going to buy you based on uh, numbers and bullet points and data? No. They're like, I got to work with Pele really closely. Yeah. Am I going to get along? Do I like his sense of humor? Do we have the same values? Yeah. Is he a family guy like me? Whatever it is that your client wants in a relationship, your content can convey that. Absolutely. Without you having to like spend five hours talking to him at dinner. You, if they just follow you online, they're going to see, oh, here's Pele talking about his passion for whatever. Me too. I have that. They're going to build this relationship with you online that fills those boxes of no like trust. And then your data, your demonstration, your proof fills the other boxes of, can he help me achieve my business goals? Yes. But that's how we win business. Like the old school is who you want it on the golf course at the bar or the restaurant. It's no different online. It's just You've got to let people get to know you. Yeah. You've got to let your guard down. Absolutely. You've got to be transparent. You've got to share what you're passionate about, what moves you. And by the way, people get nervous, Pelé, when I tell them that. They're like, mm-hmm. what if people don't like me or what if I repel people? I'm yeah. like, great. They would be the client from hell if you didn't Yeah, get you don't want them. that anyway. It's no, good. That's that. a good no thing. No amount of money is worth <laughs> the client who just drives you nuts. Like, yeah. What I found, the more I insert my personality into my content, into mm-hmm. my storytelling that I share online – the better quality clients I attract Absolutely. who like me. 
They actually they like they, my stupid eighties jokes. They, they, they love it. Yeah, right? they come like, in with the expectations. Yes, the expectations are well set. They yeah. like you. It's a positive thing. You know, on that note, um, yeah. you talked about LinkedIn a little bit earlier, and you know, I know that you are very focused on LinkedIn. Could you tell us a little bit about how? You sort of stumbled into LinkedIn as yeah. as this, you know. Look, don't tell anyone, but it's kind of a big deal, right? You know, <laughs> you know it's like people think, oh, well, I'm going to go spend money on uh, Facebook advertising. If I spend twenty thousand dollars and get one client, great deal. Yeah. You know, so tell us how you stumbled on LinkedIn and how that for you is a great solution for your clients. Yeah, it's a great story. So back in 2012, you know, I had a, a safe six figure day job. Uh, like a lot of people trapped in that corporate world, though, I was miserable. Like I was not happy. I was not passionate. I had this entrepreneurial itch. I just wanted to scratch. Problem was, I had three young boys and my wife at home. Yep. And I'm like, okay, if I make this leap and start my own agency and want to get big ticket clients, like how do I do that in a way where uh, I can actually bring in enough business quickly enough to not like starve us to death here in Minnesota while yeah. I freeze. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. what I quickly realized, you know, I knew at some point I had to make the jump. So I had one client, enough money for 30 days. Mm-hmm. I made the jump. I opened up my big marketing agency, right? Me in my bedroom, yeah, yeah. wobbly folding card table. I still have the and, and the snow box. and the snow outside, you know, cold. Yeah, snow outside. <laughs> and so, but what I quickly realized was I could leverage LinkedIn to immediately find and engage the exact big ticket decision makers who would want my service. And so, what I realized even back in 2012 with this network was, wow, there's no money involved, there's no advertising, there's no travel budget, there's no trade shows, there's no gatekeepers. Uh, my thing was the best advice I got was the riches are in the niches. I so, love that quote. Did you, is that yeah. yours? Is that did you TM that? No, no, oh, somebody long ago. Because yeah, I heard but, it. I heard it from you, and I, I tell you, I repeat it everywhere. The riches yeah, are well, in the niches, <laughs> especially with LinkedIn. Yeah. Because what I realized was on LinkedIn, if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you'll be nobody to no one, right? Because if you think about our ideal clients and customers. What do they care about most? They care about themselves, right? Can you specifically help me in my unique situation, my unique niche, my unique industry? Can you help me get what I want? Because yeah. if you say you're for everyone, you don't really know me. You know, so uh, what I realized. You, yeah. know, you know, that point you made, and I'll let you get back to your story, but I want to highlight yeah. that point. That's so important what you said. People show up caring about themselves. Yes. And guess what? Here, most people are talking about their features and benefits. Talk about a way to, to not have a conversation work out, right? <laughs> You're well, selling this, features. They want to talk about themselves. It's this crazy. translates to LinkedIn. Yeah. And so what I quickly realized, like most people and like most people today, my LinkedIn profile at the time read like a resume. Yeah, it was yeah. written in the third person. I sounded like a pro athlete. Like John Nemo has worked <laughs> such prestigious places as Bl- yeah. John Nemo won PR awards. And it was like, Nobody cares. Nobody right? cares. Like, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I quickly flipped the script and I realized one of the trade in trade associations I'd worked in was for debt collectors. Okay. Odd. Yeah. But I did PR for a trade association. There were thousands of debt collection agencies in the United States at the time who needed help with PR and marketing and sales and websites and all the marketing agency things. And so I thought, why don't I make myself the debt collection marketing guy just on LinkedIn? Yeah. I'll take clients anywhere I can find them, mm-hmm. but that seems like a good niche because that was, by the way, my only client at the time was a debt collector. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll get more of you. Yeah, and so yeah. my my LinkedIn profile went from John Nemo, CEO, company name, to John Nemo, debt collection marketing services. What? And then the first line on my profile, it was all client-facing, what I do. 
I help debt collection agencies, and then I put in benefits they wanted. I help debt collection agencies increase sales, attract clients, and you know increase revenue by providing industry-specific marketing services. Mm-hmm. What makes me unique? That was the next line. I spent two years working in this big international trade association in the debt collection industry. There's no learning curve. I understand because that was a big pain point for them. Yeah. Bringing in marketers was you don't understand the industry, right? Mm-hmm. Riches are in the niches. So <laughs> what I did was step one was I had a client-facing profile niched yeah. to one audience just mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Step two was I went and guess what? I collected with owners of debt collection agencies. Brilliant, right? Like yeah. I'm right in front of them now. Yeah. It's like walking right into their office virtually instead of you know phone tag and voicemails and gatekeepers. And what I was able to do with LinkedIn and what you can do today, once we connect, you look at my profile and go, wow, he's all about me. Yes, I'm a debt collector. I own an agency. He's all about helping me make more money. Absolutely. I'm intrigued. I'll listen to you. And then I you know, pivoted into personalizing the engagement. So one example I have, I tell all the time is how I got a $10,000 contract from about a 15 second interaction. Mm-hmm. And what I did was, it's my send it in Jerome story. Uh-huh. And so I connected with a debt collector in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and I looked at his LinkedIn profile and I was like, well, how can I personalize how, you know, in real life you would break the ice. You'd ask him where they're from, all that. And I'm like, I don't really have anything to go on other than he went to the university of Pittsburgh in the 1980s Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm a huge sports junkie. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was like, what do I know about Pitt in the mid-80s when this guy was a student there? Because like maybe I can break the ice with that. And I go, oh, send it in Jerome. So Pitt in the 1980s had an amazing college basketball team. Mm-hmm. Jerome Lane and Sean Miller and all these stars. And there was a famous play. I think it was like 1987. Uh, Jerome Lane in a nationally televised game goes up, dunks the basketball, shatters the glass backboard. The whole, you know, stadium goes crazy. It was national TV. Today it would be like a viral YouTube hit, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it was back yeah. in the 80s. So I'm like, and the, the penultimate moment was Bill Rafferty, the famous announcer, yells, send it in, Jerome, send it in. Like, <laughs> you know, ah, everything crazy. So I look at, just in 15 seconds, mm-hmm. I look at the guy's profile. I see he went to Pitt. That memory gets triggered. So my invite and my message says, hey, would love to connect. By the way, do you remember send it in, Jerome? Wow. You know, wink. Yeah, wink, He wink. writes back 30 seconds later, except the invite, writes back because you can one-on-one message on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. He says, I was at the game. Right? <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's like I can almost hear the song Glory Days from Bruce Springsteen playing in his head. Like yeah. he's back in college. Yeah. He's at Pitt. And he's engaged emotionally. We've broken the ice. We've broken the ice. I've, I've approached him in a fun way. We're going to banter. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. Then he went and looked at my profile. Debt collection marketing. Here's all the stuff I do to help debt collectors. Here's all my niche stuff. Mm-hmm. He then writes me back another 60 seconds later. Hey, your timing is perfect. We're putting out a bid for a marketing agency. Can we have a phone call tomorrow? Wow. Get on the phone. One phone call, $10,000 contract. Like, wow. and, and later when I went and audited my clients, mm-hmm. I asked this guy, like, how did I, you know, what helped me win your business? Blah, blah, blah. I was at all my data points and testimonials. He goes, no, it was send it in Jerome. He's like, wow. I knew you were going to be fun to work with. Yep. I knew we were going to get along. You had the same sense of humor as me. Yep. And I loved how you personalized our marketing. You made him you made him think about himself. And he said if you did that for me, imagine how you can help us do that for our clients. Wow. You know, you know and- yeah. Yeah. You, you know, John, that, that story is so powerful because as I, as I listen to you and as our guests listen to you, it's obvious that you are really applying some really powerful psychology. So for example, you know, I describe these in my book as things like 
empathy. You know, people mm-hmm. want to know that you care about them. If you can use right. that as a core principle, you know, that's what you've done here. You can be so successful. Just one thing. So if I could ask you, if you were to give or maybe give a picture of what success looks like, you know, how can we be like you when we grow up? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what, what, what could, what could you give to our guests? Um, to, to paint them a picture of where they could be. You've got a location free lifestyle. You know, you, 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 you live. I your choose life. to live in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you work wherever you want, you know, so right. how can people aspire to that? And, and what does success look like for your clients? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I think my definition of success, here's what I would say. This is like inspirational moment. So glory, everyone gather around. Like here's my little preach. Okay. I'm hitting on the soapbox. Yeah, but, you go for it. <laughs> but we live in the single best era in human history to take whatever your passion is and turn a profit. Wow. Period. End of story. And I talk about this in content marketing made easy. Like I grew up in the eighties. If I wanted people to see me and hear me on video, mm-hmm. I had to go have a TV station. Yeah. Right. If I wanted people to hear my voice, uh, I had to buy ads on radio or get a radio job. Yeah. If I wanted to write something that anyone would see a book, a blog, whatever, I had to go to a newspaper. Like you didn't have this opportunity. Yeah. The internet and the technology and the tools and how low cost they are. I mean, you can go to a public library for crying out loud yeah. and open a free blog. Like there is no more excuse. Yeah. And, and what it's done, the era we live in, content has leveled the playing field. Absolutely. You don't have gatekeepers. You don't, I mean, look at the YouTube stars, look at the random people that become famous and go viral. Like it's content. It is. Right. So it totally success is. for you should be not staying another minute in a situation you're not passionate about with, with work. Like, right. sorry. Like, by the way, there's risk involved. There's fear. There's all the mindset issues. I was terrified to quit my safe job. But it was a was growing moment. You grew from that fear. You, you, you used it yeah. to create you. <laughs> and, and I told myself, I said, you know, and a friend told me this too. They said, you can always go back and get another day job. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I interview well enough. I've done enough in my career. I can go get a job and I'm not going to starve and my family will be okay. I'm like, but I'll always kick myself if I don't take my shot. Yeah. Right. And so I took my shot. I, you know, I used LinkedIn and in 90 days generated six figures of revenue and I never looked back. Right. Yeah. And so really today, success for me looks like I get to dictate when I work, how much I work, who I work with. I really bottle up all my knowledge. That's the big thing I want to teach my consulting and coaching clients mm-hmm. is everything up here in your head. I'm pointing on the video, but that's worth a lot of money. Yeah. And Bring it out. Let, let it live. Up, let it live. Bring it out. Yeah. And if you can bottle that up and sell it like an online course or sell it as a coaching package, like you can make a lot of money. I, I use this analogy in the book too of both my parents were English teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And so their classroom, their, their teaching was limited to 20 kids at a time at the university of the college they were at. Yep. Our classroom is global. I have st- students, quote unquote, uh, in Europe, Asia, Antarctica, well, probably not Antarctica, maybe, but I mean, <laughs> Australia, like every big continent, uh, UK, I can sell my knowledge to people all over the world. Absolutely. So I have online courses on LinkedIn and content marketing and webinars where I bottle up all my best tips. Mm-hmm. I create training videos. I create scripts. Mm-hmm. I put it out. It's done once. I sell it over and over yeah. and over and, and it, over it does and your, over. It does your selling for you. It totally yeah. does. Yeah. By yeah. the way. And I'll, then, yeah, I mean, it's that's that's the opportunity we have. Yeah, like, yeah. There is no excuse to spend another second in a job you don't like. Sorry, there just isn't. So everyone, you've heard it here, right? If you have a dream and you want to step outside of your comfort zone and achieve it, listen to what John says. Actually, John, 
on that note, I'm going to give you a gift. Um, oh. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give you a gift of m- one of my books, my last book. It's called The Story of You. Nice. And it is uh, it is how your story can power your success. So, you know, this is my gift to you. You've been such a, an amazing guest. Um, oh, thank I've learned you. so much. And as you can see, story, you and I are like on the same point. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're brothers from another mother, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> a Minnesota mom somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so in, in closing, as we wrap up here, um, what final tips, what, what, uh, what great wisdom can you come down from the mountain and, and share with us so that we can, yeah, we can remember. Yeah. Yeah. We can remember you by. <laughs> Here's the big thing. Yeah. Your number one advantage in the marketplace, your number one asset, your number one strength, your number one way to beat all your competitors is you. Wow. It's your unique personality. It's your unique journey. It's your unique story. Nobody can replicate it. It's your unique communication style, your sense of humor, your personality. People buy people. Wow. So the more you can get the real you online via your content, via your tips, videos, podcasts, personality, they will gravitate. You will attract the people who know, like, and trust you. You know, I, I want to I want yeah. I want to jump in on that because actually I've been hearing a lot of people saying content marketing is dead. You know, uh, inbound mm-hmm. marketing doesn't work. Stop trying to write blogs. In fact, <laughs> there's one particular, I'm not going to name anybody. There's one particular online uh, personality or guru who says all these things, none of them work. But guess what he's doing? He's on a podcast spreading his content. <laughs> telling, right, he's doing t- content marketing. Yeah, telling, people, telling yeah. people that content marketing doesn't work. So I'm so, I'm so happy that you are really endorsing be yourself, spread your content. That's how people will naturally, you know, gravitate to wanting to learn more about the story of you. And by the way, after this call, you got to send me your address so I can put this in the I mail will. for you. Yeah, I want to read that. Yeah. I, I think that's the big thing. The last thought is, yes, you have to have the skill and the talent to deliver whatever your service is, mm-hmm. but it's much more on the front end with big ticket clients in particular, you need to showcase who you are because that's what makes you unique and different. Anyone can, by the way, I don't know if you know this, anyone can give you LinkedIn tips. Yeah. You can get them off Google. You get them for free <laughs> on Google. You get them for free. But people buy in because they enjoy working with you. Yes. They like your personality, your teaching style, your analogies, your jokes. Like that's what, that's what will differentiate you as a coach, consultant, anyone that wants to win a big ticket client. So go do it. Yes. Okay. So now I want the world to know that John Nemo is also the host of the Nemo Radio uh, podcast, which you can find at nemoradio.com. And uh, is there any other way you'd like people to reach out to you other than uh, checking out your podcast, John? Yeah, nemoradio.com is great for the podcast. Uh, LinkedInriches.com, that's my main site. LinkedInriches.com has all my best LinkedIn tips, free copy of my book. One more I'll give you, contentmarketingmachine.com. That's all my content marketing and storytelling. So lots of places. Obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find Nemo, right? So it yes, yes. won't be hard with a fish name. Yeah, the fish yeah, name. I love so it. Much. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And, you know, as we always say, you can't catch a whale with a worm. You have been the greatest whale. I love it. Thank you so much, John. And we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit 
BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.